JoeVertigan.com. This On the Record segment brought to you by Munster Service Center, and this is episode one of Title Towns Racing Champion. We're talking to Scott Hansen. Uh, he's not in Green Bay anymore. Uh, he's wintering here in Arizona where it's nice and sunny, but Scott's been good enough to kind of uh, take a look back and share some memories with us. And in these series, we're going to kind of go somewhat chronologically through his career. Um, he was a five-time WIR champion in the 80s, uh, both an ARTCO and ASA Rookie of the Year, and also a five-time winner at the Milwaukee Mile, and raced one season in the NASCAR trucks, which he wasn't overly fond of, but we'll get into that down the road. Scott, talk about how it all started for you. I mean, your dad was a, a noted flagman in the area and had a racing career himself. Well, talk, start out, talk about Rolly Hansen. Well, he was flagging. He was a flagman, uh, Green Bay area, for 13 years between Shano, Seymour, Luxembourg, De Pere. Um, so, yeah, he had a, quite a career, and, you know, we would follow him around and, uh, you know, watch him take care of the – back then the flagman pretty much ran everything, you know. He was uh, – And he flagged from the track, too, right on the track. Right on the track, and if he saw something he didn't like, you know, he would tell the guys in the driver's meeting, wait till the race is over and I'll meet you behind the pits and – We'll settle it right then and there. And and more than once, I would be down there and he'd disappear behind the pits right. to go settle a disagreement. And <laughs> I don't know, he always came walking back. So yeah. I, he either talked real well or, or got it done. But, yeah, it was a hell of a career for him. So uh, at what point, no, we're talking like early 70s before your racing career launched, you were going to the races at places like De Pere in Luxembourg, right? Were you there for the, the, the explosion of that late model era when the big cars came? Uh, talk about that when that all when those cars came on the scene. Again, we would we would go there and we would you know, I was more of a spectator than anything. Can't tell you how many times go to De Pere and you'd have to sit in the aisle. Oh yeah. You know, there were it was just that packed and uh, yeah, I mean we we came in on the tail end of the of the coops, you know, and then uh, the big Torinos and stuff like that that JJ would bring up and Regeth and yeah, so we got to be on the inside of all of that. So your racing career actually started. Your brother kind of has a hand in this getting going. Your brother David and I want to say that was in 1974. He had a project car that that was the first car you guys had built, right? Talk about that. It was a neighborhood project. Yeah. Your dad was involved. Yeah. <laughs> myself, my brother. Uh, just a couple other local kids, and uh, we thought, from watching all these years, why not? Let's give it a try. So we uh, we put together a car and went out to De Pere with it, and my brother got in, and uh, actually a little embarrassing uh, how slow the car was. Right. And we didn't know if it was the car. You know, we had never done this. Right. And, uh, and this is a car you guys built on Hazelwood Lane? Hazelwood Lane, yeah. Wow. And a little garage there. And uh, he came in after practicing, I don't know, half a dozen laps tops. And when he got out, he had said that there were no brakes in the car. Right. Well, your dad, myself, you know, Jerry probably looked at each other and went, um, why don't you let me just, see what this thing has right you go up in the grandstands and we'll take it from here right uh he was not tenths of a second he was seconds right you know i think he's probably holds the slowest track 
lap at the pier to this day. Right. But looking back on it, so did you race at all in that 74 season with that car or not really? I raced that night. Oh, you did? I uh, I got in the car. He got mad at us and left, said, if you think it's so easy, you do it. Well, we qualified on the front row of the first heat and the front row of the semi-feature because of the time. Do you remember any of the guys you raced against back then? Probably not, huh? Not really. Got to remember, that was a big, big... Back then, you had the studs from Milwaukee even coming up to De Pere. I mean, it was a big deal. It was, you know, and, and again, we didn't know anything. We were just there for him more than anything. Right. And unfortunately, fortunately, I guess, yeah. I won that heat and I won the semi-feature, and I thought, well, this was pretty easy. Right. You know, anybody can do this. So uh, he gave us the car and really stayed away from it from that point, and that's when, like I said, your dad and I and... Jerry Farrell from back in Green Bay, we kind of took it under our wings and, and went with it. I think we probably ran two or three more times with the car. Was um, it all that to pure that first year? Yeah, yeah. We we tried, your dad tried building us some wider wheels. You know, again, we didn't know anything. Right. We couldn't even get to the racetrack. The wheels were so out of round. All right. When we welded them back together. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just had a lot of fun. We, we came out there. Roger Regeth. I know was one of the guys because uh, he put up a protest. We didn't even have the big truck-style hub on the right front. Right. What would Roger care? He'd blow your doors off anyways. He did, but it was a safety deal. You know? Right. And he was looking at that right from the very beginning. and Yeah, so it, uh, he didn't want that car there, and and uh, it just snowballed from there. You know, We just progressively got better and better with our stuff. So let's head into that the, the 1975 season. I believe uh, Uncle Kurt Hansen, he, he actually ended up, you guys bought a car. Is this the car that you guys took a plane ride to go uh, see? Was it an old Tom Steading car or was that the year after? That was the year after. This one was one that uh, I believe we got from uh, Gene Wheeler. Okay. Um, we went down and got that. I don't know, Kurt and him put a deal together. And uh, we ran it out of the truck stop up there in Abrams. Oh, is that the the Boyce Trackburner chassis? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about the Nova you had in 76. Where'd you guys get that one? Was that the Olympia? That was the Olympia beer car, yep. You remember that one? Boy, I remember it, but I don't know where it came from. Sure. Um, the car we got from Stating was one that I had gotten on my own. Kurt wasn't involved then. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we flew over to Altoona. Right. Your dad and I and my dad and another the pilot. Um, we flew over there, looked at it, told Tom we'd take it, and and uh, went and got it. And but I do remember the blue car, but I don't know where it came from. I gotta. Right. Well, it, the first car in '75, um, we got a bunch of cans of purple spray paint from Montgomery Wards. We spray bombed it. I even had a hand in that in the garage. That was the car that ended up uh, through the turn one guardrail at Seymour. To, uh, talk about that crash. Well, it was big. Uh, went down front straightaway, and I don't know if we got together with somebody else, but we went straight through the guardrail, and when all the dust settled, someone had moved their car in the parking lot. This is by, like, turn one at Seymour. Turn one. Yep. And... Uh, the dust settled, and I'm back in between two cars in the parking lot, and I'm looking through the windshield, and probably two feet coming eye level was the guardrail that when I hit it, it wrapped around the left front tire, 
and came right up and stopped at the dash wow. uh, coming into the car. So it was quite an eye-opening experience. Now, did, did you go off on the hook that night? You didn't drive back and, and rejoin that race, that one, did you? Uh, we They towed us in there. We cut the guardrail out, and we ran the semi or feature wow. with the same car. that Back then, when we built the cars. They were uh, Sherman tanks, weren't oh, they? Oh, my goodness gracious. I, I ran one of P Randy Piantec's car at Seymour one night, and we hit the front wall so hard that we just laid the concrete right over right. into the grandstands and backed up and went on and kept racing the car. And yeah, I mean, those cars were built stupid, stupid tough back then. But that first year or two you're in, like in 75, 76, before you got the boys from Wheeler, it was strictly the dirt track still, correct? Yes. I think we stayed on dirt tracks until 79-ish is when I would transfer the car back and forth Right. Um, from dirt to asphalt. So, I mean, was there much difference for you back then between De Pere, Seymour, or Sean, or were they all kind of kind of the same thing? Or did they each have their own nuances? Um, again, we didn't, we didn't, it took Red Burdell to actually come over and say, hey, I got some tires at my house. Sure. And uh, we got over there and there were numbers on the, on the sides of them and we were asking questions. We, we truly didn't know what stagger was back sure. then. He had to guide us on where to put the tires on the car. So, you know, to to put wedge or whatever in the car, you know, it was a floor jack with a socket on it. Yeah. And you yep. put it under the rear end and say, okay, make sure the tire comes off a half inch before the other one. And right. That's, that's the only thing we knew about it. So the early years were pretty much just about learning, weren't they? All learning. We didn't. You know the cast, caster camber things. That that was a unknown. It was unknown for years. You know we just got in it and drove it and did your best with what you had. And you know then you'd park next to somebody and you say, well, why are they doing that? Were you guys know? a little more willing to help back then, or was it still a you're kind of all on your own at this point? No, we had a lot of help. Uh, like I say, Tom Stiding, Teddy Dolan was a big help. Um, Red Bedell was a huge help. Uh, we'd go over and sit in his garage and let him tell us stories of this and that on how and why to do things. So we had we had a ha handful of people. Mike Schmelzer, oh, yeah. guys like that. He ran the Bay Speed shop. Yep. So I, I bought a lot, a lot of stuff from him. And he had a car himself at the time. So we would go there and we would ask a lot of questions and, and just by looking at things, figure things out. That'll wrap up episode one. When we come back with episode two, we'll talk about Scott's first big win. It involves a bus and a big trophy, too big to have to move you had to lay it down, and getting a push, uh, a, a, literally a push from uh, an assist from Bob Menner. So we'll see you next time.